What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dom, coming live and at you with another True Players podcast episode, hitting you with the in-your-face, unedited, straight, blunt talk about sports, finances, relationships, current events, and many other topics along the way. Check out my next episode. It's your man, Big Dom, coming live natural, another True Players podcast episode. We're going to be capping the New York Jets and New York Giants games. Uh, I'm also going to put a, a link in the chat. If you guys want to join the podcast, definitely. The link is in the chat. Join in, and we can talk about your teams also on this on this podcast. So let's let's get started. You know, this for the first time ever in a recap of uh, NFL week, I'm actually going to start off with the New York Jets. Because right now, the New York Jets are not the most important team right now in New York. You know what I'm saying? Um, they lost badly to the Cowboys 30-10. A lot of missed opportunities as far as the Jets goes. The, um, Sauce Gardner miss, drops a sure pick six to help the team get back into the game. Um, John Franklin Myers, you know what I'm saying? Granted... That call, the rough in the pass, a penalty was was not the best call. It was a very bad call, but considering his reputation of notoriously getting a, a rough in the pass, a penalty caught up with him and the Jets in that in that segment. All right, for DJ Reed to come up and say this team is going to be the '85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens, you guys got to make stops. You guys got to stand stand on your head for Zach Wilson. I said this last episode. Got to stand on your head. For this, for the, for the, for the young QB, and for once, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a Zach, Zach Wilson fan, but for once, I can't blame him for this loss. You know what I'm saying? Did he have a couple of interceptions? Yes, he did. But he's trying to bring the team back, however, however he can. You know, um, let's talk about the how Mike McCarthy outcoached the entire Jet coaching staff, except for that fake punt fake punt run that they, the Jets had early in the first quarter. Mike McCarthy had every answer for the New York Jet defense. Every answer. Every every play call he made was perfect. The Jets did not know how to stop that New York, that um, Dallas Cowboy offense. They couldn't stop the Cowboys at all. Again, let the, the top receivers get over 100 yards by halftime. What's going on here? Don't, don't we have two two very good corners? An all an all rookie of the year cornerback in Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. What's going on? Why is the team blitzing and playing zone behind the blitz? You know, if if, if these cornerbacks are supposed to be so great, why don't you leave them on the island and let them let them let them stick the receivers? And this is the same formula they, that the Cowboys was using, the same formula the Bills used the week before. They're moving their best receiver around to keep him away from Sauce Gardner, to keep him at times away from DJ Reed and putting putting them in the slot. They let him go after 
the, the slot cornerback. And what the Jets need to do, a little adjustment, coaching adjustment, they need to now have either Sauce Gardner or DJ Reed shadow the best receiver on that team. No matter where he is, that's where they should be. That's that's coaching coach change that needs to change. Coaching strategy that needs to change immediately. Otherwise, you know, they're going to lose to the Patriots next, um, next Sunday, and then the season is going to spiral out of control. There's still an opportunity for the Jets to make the playoffs. <clears throat> but what I've seen in the past two games, especially with the coaching, the coaching has to be better. Half has to be absolutely 100% better than what have been in the past two weeks. And when you hear your head coach ad- readily admits that he was outcoached, believe him, he was. He was. Him and his entire coaching staff has been outcoached. On the offensive side, Nathaniel Hackett is showing us why he got fired by Denver. By the way, he's calling the offense. You have Brees Hall. Um, I'm granted he's come back off an ACL injury. He's come back from that injury. I understand that. But you need to at least run the football a whole lot more than what they showed there. Was the was the Cowboys getting penetration? Yes, they were. And then that goes back to the offensive line. I'm not going to get to the offensive line just yet, but I will talk about it soon. Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, no answers. Get Garrett Wilson gets two catches for 80 some 80 some yards and a touchdown. He's the only guy that had caught a touchdown in that game. Where where in the world are the other receivers? Where's uh where's um Lazard? Recall Hardman. Where where are those guys? Do they even exist? Conklin had a big game, five five receptions for 50 yards. But you know, Zach needs more Zach needs more weapons. And again, I thought we solved that problem by signing all these guys. Apparently not. Maybe, maybe it was a mistake to trade Elijah Moore to Cleveland. He's doing very well in Cleveland. He's playing well in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. See what a difference makes when you have a when you have a competent quarterback behind behind the uh center. And they, again, I'm not blaming this game on Zach Wilson. You, it's unfair to do that to the to the kid, but I still stick with my previous um, declaration. He's not built for this. <laughs> he's not built for this. He's not built for New York. He's not built for this. I don't know why everybody's still, you know, on his back. Support. We got to support our quarterback. He's going to be the future after Aaron Rodgers retires. I didn't see nothing. There. I, I didn't see. Anything in the Dallas Cowboys game? I didn't, actually, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna use the Cowboys game as a barometer. I didn't see anything in the Bills game that showed that at all. Like I said, big big defensive stop in, in overtime and and the special teams punt return got that Jets that win. For all intents and purposes, without that, without that, without Gibson returning that punt in overtime, the Jets easily could have been 0 2 starting the season. Easily saw in the season season all went to. But who's the blame? Who's the blame, guys? Number one, I blame coaching. I I'm starting to believe that Robert Saller is not built to be a head coach. 
Uh, I'm starting to believe that. I'm just he's, he's probably gonna be one of those guys that's gonna be a big time defensive coordinator. That's always gonna be. I seen a former jet jet head coach in the Cowboys room, Dan Quinn. Devised a defensive plan that destroyed that New York Jets offense. It destroyed the giant offense last week. To think that the Dallas Cowboys are not a Super Bowl contender, you don't know what you're looking at. I've seen these, I've seen these boys two weeks in a row. And I can say I can say with utmost confidence right now, the New York Giant offense is, is way better than the New York Jet offense. I'll get to them later. Because that comeback against Arizona, I'm gonna leave that, I'm gonna leave that for a later conversation. You know what I'm saying? Is it time for Dwayne Brown to retire? He's been he's been owned by anybody who lines up against him. Owned. And I had a and I have a feeling I'm was watching that game. I saw Michael Parsons going against Dwayne Brown exclusively throughout that game. Dan Quinn was no for some reason Dan Quinn was not putting Makai Parsons on um the, on Makai Beckton's side for some reason. You only saw him go against um Dwayne Brown, or you had you saw Michael Parsons inside creating havoc inside. What do we do? That's crazy. That's crazy. Tomlinson, can you block? I said this last episode. If you're going to run the football, run behind Makai Beckton and, 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 and um, Vera Tucker. Run behind that side of the line. Maybe it's time to bring in Joe Tipman to, to, start, to start at one of the at um, Thomas's position. Maybe it's time to do that. Maybe it's time to move Makai to left tackle and put another right tackle in the in the game. Is it is it fair to say that I think Davin Cook, what I've seen the past two games, granted he didn't play anything, he didn't play in the offseason, but that's his fault too because he was taking his time signing that contract. I'm starting to believe that Davin Cook is not a fit for this Jet team. And I had a feeling that was going to happen because deep down I felt that Ezekiel Elliott was a better fit, was a better fit for the Jets than um, Dalvin Cook is. Because you already, you, already, you already have your home run hitter in Brees Hall. You don't need another one. You need that good short, short yardage back, a good workhorse to back up Brees Hall, at least in the beginning of the season until Brees Hall gets his legs back. The Jets is here trying to come back into the game they give the ball to um to Dalvin Cook and he fumbles the football. They ripped it out of it. They ripped it out of his arms. This is a, this this is supposed to be a four time Pro Bowler who was notoriously a uh, he he had four fumbles last year. He does fumble the football. And then now we got to worry about whether or not Gary Wilson is going to be playing this Sunday. He went out with his injury. Very big injury because I see no other receivers stepping up on that Jets team. No other receiver I've seen step up. You gotta have to use two two tight end offense with Uzama and Conklin. Maybe they can get open. It's a bad situation, guys, for the New York Jets. And they're one and one. And we're talking about a bad situation. 
the team goes for goes from a Super Bowl favorite to Aaron Rodgers popping his Achilles, and now looking at a team who, for all intents and purposes, should be zero and two, not one and one. I mean, I'm not making excuses for Zach Wilson. This game is not his fault. Absolutely not. It's not his fault. But this Sunday against the Patriots, everyone says he's better than Sam Donald. You want to prove me you're better than Sam Donald? Beat the Patriots. Because he that's something he couldn't do. Beat the Patriots. And I hate to be a pessimist. I can see the Jets go one and two. I can see the Jets losing next week to the Patriots. And then what's going to happen from here is Robert Sal is going to be on the hot seat. It's a big game for the New York Jets against the Patriots. This is the biggest game. They had the Jets. Uh, the last time that I believe the Jets beat the Patriots was, was, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback. With Todd Bowles that first season. With Todd Bowles. I believe that's the last time the Jets beat the Patriots. And the Patriots on paper are not as not as good as the Jets. But what they have right now, what the, what the Patriots do have over the New York Jets is the reason why the Jets lost to the Cowboys, which is coaching. You got Bill Belichick there, who's a notorious, he's a great coach, despite Spygate and all that nonsense. He's still a great coach. And he finally got an offense coordinator, his old offense coordinator, actually, in Bill O'Brien. We're not doing a Joe Judge and Mike Matt Patricia offensive coordinating bullshit they did last year. They got a legitimate offense coordinator, a former head coach, running that offense. He's going to find ways to beat that defense. I'm telling you guys that right now. The defense don't straighten up and stop missing freaking tackles and catching the damn ball when the ball is actually thrown to you for an opportunity to create turnovers. This team is going to get beat. And granted, they, they have def- they have injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Whitehead is out with a, went out with an injury. Tony Adams went out with an injury. And Christian Williams went out with an injury. These are two, these are these are three three key players on that team. Should have signed, should have made an attempt to sign Anthony Ball this offseason. Forget the fact that he turned them down a couple of years ago. You need a solid, you need a solid linebacker in there. The tight ends was the tight ends was beating the Jets again this game. It was CD Lamb and then the tight end for the for the Cowboys beating the Jets again. The Jets got to win this game against the Patriots, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, they got to do it. Otherwise, it's going to be a dark, a dark place in New York Jets land. Tonight, right now. So, let me get off the New York Jets. Let's let's talk about the victorious New York Giants. I know a lot of a lot of Giants fans are excited. They're happy. The team was staring at at halftime, saying that going zero two. Going into a Thursday night game against the San Francisco 49ers, which they would have went 0-3. But guess what happened? Daniel Daniel Jones woke the woke the fuck up and led his team on a comeback against the Arizona Cardinals. 
winning the game 31-28, leading the team back, leading the team back from a 21-0 deficit. Brian Dayball, Dayball, this is the difference between the Giants and the Jets. They actually got a head coach who knows what the fuck to do, what the, knows what the fuck he's doing at every single facet of the football game. That's the difference we have here. Brian Dable is the best head coach in MetLife Stadium right now. He's been that for the past two years. Has gone to the playoffs with less talent than his counterpart is on the other side of that stadium. Less talent. Got to a, got to a divisional game in the playoffs with less talent. He The man had no receivers last year. But Daniel Jones leads the team back. He ends up finishing with 26 out of 37, 321 yards, two TDs, an interception, and ran the football. His legs, he was the, he was the leading rusher. No, he was not the leading rusher. But his legs also helped the Giants with that comeback. Nine catches, 59 yards, and a TD, big TD in the second half. Saquon Barkley with 17 carries, 63 yards, and a TD. Also added six receptions for 29 yards. But this is this is where the Giants separate themselves from the New York Jets. Okay. They got receivers who catch the ball and make plays. Okay. Darren Waller, six receptions, 76 yards. Isaiah Hodge, Hodge, Hodgins, four catches for 40 yards, and a couple of big receptions in the second half that, that enabled the Giants to come back, come from behind and win the football game. Jalen Hyatt, the rookie, two receptions for 89 yards. Darius Slayton contributed with three receptions for 62 yards. And Paris Campbell contributed with four receptions for 21 yards. And that's without Sterling Shepard even contributing as of yet to the team. He's still coming back from, he's still coming back from um, injury from last year. The Giant defense stepped up and made the plays needed to make the comeback necessary, unlike the Jets. Even though the New York Giants made um, the QB Dobbs look like, you know, freaking... He was driving the team down down the field like it was nothing. But the Giants showed up. They stepped up and, made, and exposed him for the, the quarterback he was. He's a career backup. He's only he's only in there because Kyler Murray is not playing. He's out with the ACL. That's the only reason why he's in the game. And the Giants took care of business. They took care of a team that was lesser than them, and they beat them. And now they go into tomorrow's game against the San Francisco 49ers 1-1. One the Giants couldn't afford to go down 0-2 against the 49ers. Not especially in this very tough division, NFC East division. Which, you know, I did I did mention I picked the Eagles to win the division. But the Cowboys, man. There's something that defense looks something special after two weeks. They look something something real special these past two weeks. But who knows what may happen the rest of the season. But what I've seen, it looks something special. I already previewed the New York, New York Jets and uh, New England Patriots game, but a big game against the 49ers. The Giants did lose despite the big win. They did lose. Saquon Barkley for three weeks with a, with a high ankle sprain. How are the Giants going to overcome that loss? Playing against San Francisco, and I believe it's in MetLife or San Francisco. I'm not too sure. Um, but 
Matt Breida has to step up and, and take the, and, ca- and carry the football. I believe he can do it, but not at the level of Saquon Barkley. Because Saquon Barkley brings both uh, two dynamics to the game, running the football hard, and also he's a, he's a credible uh, threat catching the football out of the backfield. He's very credible with that. So Matt Breida has to do his best Saquon Barkley impression to give the Giants a chance to beat the 49ers and Brock Purdy. You know what I'm saying? Kyle Shanahan already got those boys running at high cylinder right now. Um, the Giant defense need to step up and play the way they played in the, in the second half against the Cardinals. Play that for a full full, full game. They got no choice. I mean, uh, if I was a betting man, I, I definitely will choose the San Francisco 49ers to win. But that's a, that's a game that I would love to watch and see what's going to happen tomorrow. 8-15, Thursday Night Football. Giants and San Francisco 49ers. Who y'all picking? Who y'all picking? I hate to go against the New York team, but yeah, I, I got to go with more talent. But we'll see what happens. So definitely. So guys, I'm about to end this podcast. It's been a pleasure I'm talking to you guys about football again. Uh, we definitely will catch up again. Um, recapping week number three of the NFL season next week. So... It's your man, Big Don. We're going to sign off on this podcast. Definitely subscribe to my subscribe to my podcast on on um, YouTube at True Place Podcast. Subscribe to it on Patreon. If you want to listen to it while you're on your on your um, afternoon drives, definitely you can listen to it on Spotify, Anchor, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. We on all of the, all all those platforms. So it's your man, Big Don, signing off for this podcast. Hey, y'all, another one soon. Peace.